I don't want to call standard size people wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) How do I say it? What do I do? Somebody help me. But you get a little bit of that, a little MMA as well. Uh And uh, the Buck Naked Band playing, so we'll get you into that. That's uh, coming up this Saturday. Fantone uh, will be, uh, where is it, Jay Dublin's on Friday for yes. the official weigh-ins for that? That's an yes. Akron? Yeah, that's an Akron right there over by, uh, by Chapel Hill Mall right there. Nice. So, uh, yeah, very excited, man. I will be at Operation Reaching the Summit on Saturday. Oh, I have, uh, I've requested some tickets from uh, the promotions department. And, uh, and I have some friends coming down from the Cleveland area. And then uh, my buddy Dustin uh, from right here in Canton, well, he, he nice. would want me to say Canton South. Yes, he would. He would want me to be proudly representing <laughs> Canton South for him. Uh, he will be, uh, he'll be heading up there. Uh, with me as well. We're going to uh, check that out on Saturday, and I'm very, very, very excited about that event. Actually, coming up uh, in a little while here, we're going to get a little further in-depth on uh, Operation Reaching the Summit, because I thought about something about that event coming in this morning that I can't shake. Okay. And so, like, before we get too far into the program, we'll get into that okay. just another second. I do have to kind of, like, relax and take a deep breath this morning. All right. <laughs> What's going okay. on with you, buddy? Well, I, uh, I came into work this morning. I had had, there started to be a glitch with one of my computers at my workstation in this studio yesterday. Right. And then, it I don't know, it's, it kind of like got to the point where it was operational yesterday. And like a lazy person, I did not send a mm. trouble ticket to the right department to try to get this fixed. Right. Full disclosure. Right. Okay? Full disclosure. Which kind of shoots myself in the, in the foot <laughs> about what I want to do right now. But it is completely inoperable right now. I have an internet computer. I don't have the radio station. So I'm kind of flying blind with the radio station. Now, if you listen to this show a lot, you know this is a running theme yeah. here where it's like sometimes, you know, and I don't know if it's me. I don't know if it's Bill. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But I do feel as if sometimes, you know what, with the draft coming up on Thursday. Yeah. You know what I kind of feel like sometimes? What is that? I feel like a quarterback who guys say, well, dude, I, I don't know, man. If you put an offensive line in front of that guy, he might be pretty good. I mean, he's pretty good. And then I look across the board, and it's like, well, dude, I got a wide receiver. Yeah. I got Odell Beckham Jr. I, okay. got the be- I got the best wide receiver in the league. I'll no take doubt. It. I got the best wide receiver in the league. I'll take it. I legitimately do. But it's me and you. <laughs> 11 dudes just trying to tackle. Versus the 70 steel curtain <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers defense. And, like, I'm getting pummeled, dude. I got this moron across from me, you know, proposing to, you know, kicking nets on the sideline. Because he's getting, you know, smacked in the head every play. It just it feels like a little bit like, come on. like. But, it, again, it's partially my fault. I should have alerted somebody. It's just like, dude, it'd be nice if you just came in and stuff felt like, you know, crisp and new Christmas morning. Yes, 100%. And I definitely think at this point there's been more than enough examples of... Issues where it's like, man, what do we have to do to get the the the, the fixer upper? Good in here? shows, I bet. What do we what do we have to do? To, what do we have to do to get like, you know, hey, what do you guys need? What do you want? Blah blah blah. How do blah, we blah. make this easier? But yes, but at the same time, you're right. We I think know it's you not going to happen. You and I are both bad about the check engine light coming on, driving the car, and being like, I don't know, it's, it's still driving. What oil? What it's oil? Still, still driving. The brakes are fine. It's working. Right. It's fine. You're right. And then you know, three months later, when you take it into Mister Tire, finally, and they're like, yo. This, 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 and this. It's like, well, maybe if I would have, you You know. just took 240 seconds to call us both women. 
<laughs> Way to go, dude. How are you this morning? I'm pretty good, man. Pretty good. Nothing really to report How cheesy yesterday. morning show was that? How are you hey, this we're morning? Uh, the only thing I will say is yesterday uh, I felt like a real and true American, and I know some dudes are going to roll their eyes at me because it's probably too early to do this, uh, but fired up the lawnmower yesterday, man. Felt like it was really? time to do it. Felt like it was time to do it, and it was just like, dude, it's so nice outside. I was sitting there, and I watched the first episode of Westworld Season 2. It was all right. Um, it, that show is drawn out, and it's a little up its own butt. Okay, so I watched Season 1. I'm okay. pretty sure. Now, I don't remember if I finished it, because I kind of got Season 1. I don't one. think you did. Cause I, I got, think you did, if I remember correctly. I got Season 1, and I was like, I want to like... I feel like Westworld gets the HBO kiss. And I think Showtime kind of has this, too. Where these networks, because you pay for them, and it's kind of sold to you that they're smart and that they're artsy, and that they're good, that shows that you're not sure are good, but are just weird, you're like, oh, uh, okay. I like, I feel okay. like FX even gets this too okay. with American Horror Story, where it's like, is okay. it really good, or do you just say it's good, and if it's this was on ABC, be. you'd be killing it. Yeah, it's supposed to I be I feel like good. if Westworld was on NBC and run the exact same way, people would destroy it, but because you pay for HBO and you want to sound like you're cool, but everybody's like, yeah, it's really good. The show's got a ridiculous amount of production value. You can't deny that like watching it is very impressive. Um, I feel like the storyline in the last season was very much there, but the thing that, that was a problem is it could have been resolved at the season finale. That could have been the end of it. That could have been like, yo... That Rip was, the page off. That, new. that that was the show. Like that was it. It was one season. It was ten episodes, and it was perfect, and it worked beautifully. But it was successful, so they went to like you know go get more blood out of the stone, and it's like all right, guys, are we gonna try? Are, are we pulling? Okay. Are, are, are we stretching this too thin? Essentially, is what I'm worried about with season two. But aside from all that, I mowed my lawn yesterday because dude, it was so nice. I'm watching Westworld, and I'm like, dude, what kind of a what kind of a, what kind of an idiot are you just sitting in here in your house, not taking advantage of you know seventy plus degree weather right there? Yeah. So. So I, so I took advantage. Nice. Good for you. Fired up that lawnmower and got it done. What's the stories of Stansberry? I, uh, well, I mean, dude, I finally got back in the gym yesterday, which I felt good about. Like, I had been really lazy last week. Um, and for me, again, like, I try to go four times a week. I, really, I like five. If I can get to the gym five times a week, that's really where I like to be. Um, and last week it was about twice. So it's like, that's a serious decline. I also allowed myself to get a little, you know, guilty of some eating some stuff last week. Didn't really want to be having two weeks in a row at that. Cause that's just like, you know, you said to me yesterday and actually it, it makes all sense in the world. It is how people do it. It's like when you, w- when you lose some weight now and then it gets into maintenance mode versus like legitimate, yeah. like I need to lose. <clears throat> it becomes easier to like slack and I didn't want to be guilty of that. So I found myself back in the gym yesterday. Didn't golf. It was nice enough. I yeah, went to the driving nice. range. And, uh, dude, I gotta be honest with you, man. Like, I, I think it, yesterday was one of those days where I went just to go because it was nice. Like, I didn't really want to be there. So the session wasn't great. I hit a couple of balls. All right. Well, it wasn't great. And I was like, dude, you're just killing time just to kill time. Like, this isn't about what really what you want to be doing right now. And so I, you know, I left there actually. And then I went to the gym and then dude, I found myself in the hot tub though a little bit yesterday though, because the body was just a little bit sore from the weekend of, uh, being an old man and bartending, dude, I think it might be time. You're I know I've been, for it. dude. I've been saying this for about a year now. Yeah. I, I I know and longer probably if I'm honest, but I think it it legitimately might be time to like retire the agora. I don't want to. It's not one of those things where I'm like I can't wait to do this, but it might legitimately be time to hang it up. I mean, you know, uh, cer- I'm an old man. Certainly, you know, you, you you've had your your run there. You know what I mean? It's not like it's like boy, I'm just leaving concerts out on the table now. No, I've seen enough. Um, and I think there's also a point of like, you know, obviously you're getting older, but more so, I think it's just once you get into this lifestyle of waking up at the butt crack before dawn. I mean, like we get up before before like the, the rooster crows. So right. like once that happens, like stay 
staying up late into the night to work another job, I mean, it's tough. Well, on dude. Fridays, it it's is. real tough. I'll it tell is. you the other thing, and I actually said this to my buddy while we were playing golf the other day, is you know what it really robs me of? I mean, the money's great. Don't get me wrong. And it's, right. it's the money I spend on golf and, like, you know what I mean, when I want to get a little extravagant for something for myself. But really what it robs me of is, do Friday and Saturday nights when you go out and when you go do things and when you venture out and when you meet people. And so, like, that's why I would imagine it's a huge reason why I've been here four years and I don't, you know what I mean? And I haven't right. really met somebody to, like, kind of, like, hang out with. And it's because it, well, the weekend comes and what do I do? I pack a bag, I head up to Cleveland and work two shows. Work Friday, work Saturday, and then come home, play golf all day Sunday. You're not going to meet people like that. It's just not the way. It's not conducive to putting relationships into your life, working the weekend like that. So I think, honestly, all things considered, I'm going to miss the money I am, but it may be time. I don't know. I, I talk a good game, dude, and then next say, month, and then I'm going to be right back there. Gonna, I can't do it. I don't know what it is. I can't leave it. Well, you're going to want to buy something. You know what I mean? Right. And you're going to be like, all right, where am I getting this money from? And, and you know, easy enough to go up and, and work for a couple hours. You know hours. what? Honestly, like, maybe what I should do is get another job. I mean, it, it, dude, being, you know, in your 40s and only bartending for a living might be maybe one of those things. Maybe. Oh, that's oh, right. Wait, this that, one. That, oh, right. This, that's right. I, this for, one. I forgot about that one. I did think about something about Operation Reaching the Summit that is this Saturday okay. that I can't get past. Okay. And I want to examine it next on Rock 106.9. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Another shot at the thousand dollars seven ten this morning. I uh, I'm very excited about the uh, today's program. Very excited about it. Coming up at nine o'clock, we do New Tour Tuesday every single Tuesday. Brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park there. And uh, I'm excited about today's episode. Fantone picked this Kid Cudi song. I haven't heard it yet. He seems to kind of dig it. I like Kid Cudi. I'm a big fan of his. Oh, me too. Oh, me too. I'm a big, huge fan of Kid Cudi. So I'm very interested to hear that song. And then our country song is by Joe Nichols, and it's called Billy Graham's Bible. So I don't know if it's good. Sounds funny. And so uh, we'll have Fantone kick the dust up during that one. And then our rock song of the week is a band I'm actually pretty excited about. And I said this to Fantone earlier this morning, and I'll reiterate coming up at 9 o'clock. I was told the other night while working at the Agora by a merch guy that, dude, check this band out that's opening up for Papa Roach. They're going to be the next thing that breaks out. Now, I'm told that a lot. So I was standing behind the bar, and I heard the crowd go crazy for this band. I mean, crazy. And I went in there, and I watched a little bit of it, and their front man, their, their singer, he's something. Like, I... I I don't know if he's a star. I mean, there's something like you can't. He, I, I, he must be because it's like you couldn't take your eyes off of him. He's head to toe emotion. And I said to Fantone this morning that I have the same kind of feeling about this band. It's not as strong as it was then about when I had for heard Lincoln Park before, like the rest of my friends. And it was like right before I turned, right before I started working in radio. And I told my friends, I'm like, dude, this band Lincoln Park's going to be the biggest thing on the planet. And they were like, eh, I don't know. This song's pretty good. I don't know. And then Hybrid Theory came out. I heard the whole thing. And I, again, I went back to, I, their names are Sean and Jerry. And, uh, I, and I couldn't, and I was like, dude, listen to this. And I kind of have the same feeling with this band. They're called Nothing More. 
And uh, we're going to play you their new song coming up at 9 o'clock. It's called Do You Really Want It? And not only is it good, but they're singing about real things. I went back a couple of records, listened to some other songs of theirs, and I could not stop listening to this band yesterday at the gym. I think there might be something real inside this band. And it has me actually pretty excited about them. Um, They're on their third record. That's kind of a lot of times for some bands when things will break out pretty big is uh, third record. So we may end up seeing that with them. We'll play Do You Really Want It coming up 9 o'clock from Nothing More. I'm very excited about today's new Turd Tuesday. Again, I haven't heard that Joe Nichols either. Um, Coming up uh, this Saturday, Fantone's involved officially in this event, Operation Reaching the Summit. And it's like a mishmash of awesome. You're getting midget wrestling. You're getting a really, really, really good country band in Buck Naked. You're getting OCW wrestling and then some MMA. This is all going on at the Summit County Fairgrounds. And we've had Jeremy from Honor Fighting Championships in. He'll be in again Friday coming up at 9 o'clock. And Jeremy has recorded his own commercial for this set event. We've played it a couple of times. I think Fantone actually has it here so you can hear it. The fastest growing MMA promotion in America returns when Honor Fighting Championship presents Operation Reaching the Summit, Saturday, April 28th, live at the Summit County Fairgrounds. Doors open at 3 p.m. with live music from The Buck Naked Band, live pro wrestling with OCW, and our very special guest, The Midgets of MCW. (laughs) It all leads up to the main event, Honor Fighting Championship, MMA action at 7 p.m., featuring multiple pros and amateur fighters like Isaiah The Beast Chapman and Josh Rock and Roller. Tickets available at HonorFightingChampionship.com. So we have found humor in when he says, Josh Rock and Roller. Like, we find that very funny. As a matter of fact, if he has that, maybe we'll, maybe we'll a little later in the program, we'll slow it back down again, because it was really funny when we do that. We'll do that in a little while. But we love that, and for some reason, it's become something that Fantone and I chant at one another just even walking down the hallway. <laughs> Rock and Roller! So I started thinking about it this morning on my way into the, in to do the show. That the event is Saturday, and I can't wait. I'm excited. But we've turned... who A guy I've never met, by the way. Josh, no idea who this dude is. I, dude, he could literally be walking down the street, and I, I, I wouldn't recognize him. I don't know. I've never seen him, never met him, nothing. But we've turned this Josh Rock and Roller dude into like a segment on the show. Like here we are talking about him right now. And I thought to myself, it's been weeks now we've been like doing this on the show with this guy's name. Right. What if he just goes in there 20 seconds and gets mopped up? We have made this dude like the face of this event. Like I never thought about the fact like are we laying pressure at this dude's feet? Like I never thought about that. I mean, dude, your name's on the your, your name's on the door. There's pressure on it. Like that's the truth. Um, your face is on the poster. With that comes some expectations. Luckily, I've got fighterticks.com up right now. If you want tickets, you can go get yourself some nice. right there. Nice. Uh, but Josh Rock and Roller, a record of 3-1. and one. He's going to be fighting in the featherweight division with 145 right there. Oh, those dudes throw hands. I was going to say, dude, it's going to be a quick, fast fight oh, right there. Oh, that's going to be good. Uh, I, do not, I, do not have, I don't have a, a height or weight for him, but I will say his opponent, yeah. John DeJesus. Also, you know, a featherweight right there, a record of seven and six. Wow. So, uh, dude, it's going to be a good wow. fight right there. It's going to be a good fight right there. Wow. I, I'm excited you're coming to this, dude. This is going to be a uh, this is going to be a good one, and you are going to be all in on this. Like I know it. When I was there last time, um, I uh, the last I, MMA fight yeah, the they last did. MMA fight they did. I, I was thinking to myself, so I'm like, dude, where's Stansberry at? Like, why is this dude not here? We've already got it all taken care of, dude. Stansberry and and, and friends, they're going to be you know in a in, in 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 the the ring of blood is what Jeremy was calling it because honestly, dude, up there, like things get intense. 
events. So uh, I'm excited to Good. have you out there. I mean, the, beer, the beers will be flowing. You know, Buck Naked's going to be there. It's going to be an awesome event. I'll I'm excited. Well, come on now. Dude, Ring of Honor girls are going to be there, too. You know, the Honor girls will be there. Is that right? There's honor girls, of course there are. Dude. I have, uh, I have, I have, I'm yet to meet the honor yeah, girls. Yeah, no, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll make that happen right Sweet. there. No, Mrs. Stansberry. Beer MMA Stansberry gets charged with a Me Too incident. <laughs> it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Saturday night. Get your ticket. What is it? Fightertix.com. Fightertix.com. You can go to honorfightingchampionship.com or the Stansberry Show's got something to give away. I know that. We will pass those out a little later in the program. Something happened in the golf world. That I think even people who don't like the sport are going to find interesting. Or I'm wildly wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to find out all together. Next on Rock 6-9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online for you, WRQK.com. Coming up at 7.30, we'll get you uh, hooked up with some of those tickets for the Operation Reaching the Summit. That's uh, this Saturday, Summit County Fairgrounds. And Josh, rock and roller. Yeah, he'll be there. Yeah, he will. He'll be there. I can't wait for that. Dude. I love MMA. And what I always say about it is, is that it doesn't have to be star-studded. Like... MMA doesn't have to be Patriots versus Steelers. It can legitimately just be two people who are tough, men or women, who are just tough and willing to be punched in the face. And it can go from zero to, that was awesome. I can't believe I got to oh, see that. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude, real quick. I love that. Um, I, I was, love it. I was, talking to, uh, I was talking to Honor Fighting Championship, Super Heavyweight Champion, the Vanilla Gorilla, Nick Brashear, uh, over the weekend. I'm sorry, one more time. The, vanilla, the vanilla Gorilla, Nick Brashear, 315 pounds of, okay. just, of just badass, dude. Okay, well, here, Huge, dude. Well, then I'm not going to beat him up. No, you're not. But, <laughs> no, I can't. But I might pay him off to have the name Vanilla Gorilla. <laughs> I want to be called the Vanilla Gorilla. He'll fight you for it, dude. I'm telling you right now, Brashear will fight you for no, it. He's getting put in a camel clutch. And he said, he's like, yo, whenever your boy wants to come up and like, you know, get a little bit of training in, they'll uh, they'll happily do it with you, buddy. Uh, I mean, I'm telling you, dude, he's just a monster. Like, I guarantee you. I could punch him as hard as I could. You could punch him as hard as you could. Wouldn't even care. How, Wouldn't even phase him. How bad does our boss want a video oh, of me? God, dude, versus the vanilla gorilla at wrqk.com <laughs> of him putting me in like a rear naked chokehold. Oh god, yeah, we might have to do that. I might have to take one for the team. Might have to, dude. I am mad. My name is not the vanilla. Gorilla. <laughs> like I'm furious about it. That is such, dude. I might change my Twitter handle to Vanilla Gorilla today. God, I'm is telling that you, good. I'll fight you for it, dude. He will. Yeah, I, 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 I'm I aware of that. I am aware of that. I don't feel like <laughs> peeing my pants, though. I don't feel like that. I don't. I don't want to do that, dude. Something kind of awesome happened the other day in the golf world. Okay. And are we sure about this? Do you want to reevaluate that statement? All right. Well, something kind of cool for me happened in the golf world. <laughs> All right. Here we but go. Kid Rock sank okay. like a 40 foot putt while being on the green with Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholas, for those of you that don't know, known the world round is the Golden Bear. He's like pretty much the standard of golf. Right. He's like the man. And Kid Rock just like drains this long ass putt like right in front of him. 
And then, dude, he's in jeans, of course. <laughs> I mean, dude, he's in, legitimately, dude, he's in jeans and like a pair of Harley boots and that hat he always wears. And like, there's Nicholas like high-fiving him. Now, when I heard about this story, Fantone, somebody said to me, hey, man, did you see this? Kid Rock like sunk a putt in front of Nicholas. I figured... Jack had been there, right. was standing off the green, and was like kind of forced to watch this dirt foot hillbilly sink this putt. And no, they're like playing this round together. If you haven't seen this yet, it's up at WRQK.com for you. And here's why I think it's interesting. Not that Kid Rock sank a 40-foot putt. Kid Rock can actually play a little bit of golf. Really? Oh, yeah, dude. Okay. He does. Like every year at Pebble Beach, they have that pro-am, and he's played in it a, you know, a bunch of times. But Nicholas is kind of like, well, dude, he's a snob. You know what I mean? He's the he's a golfer from the '60s. He's a he's a snob. He's kind of like an elitist snob. And as a matter of fact, dude, he's had pretty cross things to say about Tiger since Tiger came back after all his mishaps of like you know cheating on the wife and some drugs and things like that. Dude, there is a sex tape of Kid Rock in the back of a bus with Scott Stapp, like sharing like sharing thoughts. Jeez. Like there's like legitimately Jeez. like and so like there he is. So I just found that to be an interesting look at, at this. It's like so wait a minute, we're gonna demonize Tiger for what Tiger did, but you can be seen hanging out with Kid Rock, high fiving him with what what Kid dude the bull god. Now, a difference between like seeing hanging out, high fiving him, because Kid Rock not necessarily an ambassador of the game, where Tiger Woods was the face of golf, arguably still is the face yeah, of golf. Yeah, I think right? that's the easy out. Okay. Okay. Let me tell you what I think it is. Okay. Honestly, and I can't believe I'm going to say here this, it is because I like Jack Nicholas a lot, and dude, he's an Ohio guy, and I don't want to. Yeah. And dude, honestly, a buddy of mine's trying to pull strings to get me to be able to play his course down there in Columbus Muirfield. Jeez. Because he knows the pro down there. So I definitely want, don't want to make Mr. Nicholas mad. Like, I definitely don't want to do that. Okay? But Tiger's, what, four majors away from his record? So is it about that? It seems more like, ah, I don't really want Tiger. I don't know about Tiger. That's, this, because you don't want your re- I think it's more about the record being broken versus, like, you're the ambassador of the game. And that's the easy criticism to make. It, right. It's easy to get by on your moral high ground, but you're going to high-five a guy who had a sex tape with Scott Stamp? I mean, American Bass, good song. Dude. It's a great song. Oh, dude, for <laughs> pretty, us. It's a pretty good song. Yeah, for WRQK, Kid Rock makes all the sense in the world. We should bang his records, dude, constantly. But, like, you see what I'm saying here? It just seemed very weird for, like, the guy of golf to, like, demonize Tiger for what had happened with him and then be like, oh, I'll go shoot around with this guy. Now, obviously, I think, you know, Seems go- weird. golf is in a weird place, um, you know, it's being talked about on the most popular radio show in the country. In the country right now, so I guess that's a good place for it. But nonetheless, and we're talking about in it a, in a weird place in the sense of it's in a transitional phase right now. Obviously, the yeah. uh, the post Tiger era exists, even though Tiger kind of still out there. Um, do you think? And I know that that the Masters just had this like, hey, you can't say dilly dilly, you can't say get in the hole, you can't say could could golf go for kind of like a rock and roll like. What I want to no. say, facelift? You know what I mean? No, I'm not talking Josh Rock and Roller. I'm talking Kid Rock <laughs> out there. I'm talking strippers out there. I'm talking if like when the ball goes in the hole, fireworks coming out. No, we're gonna get both, and I'm okay. gonna and I'm gonna tell you how we're gonna get both. Okay. Okay. No, everybody laughed at the Masters, right? No, this, no, say this, don't say this, don't yell, get in the hole, or you're getting ejected, right? right. Everybody made fun of the rules. This is why golf sucks. This is why people don't like it because it's stodgy, right? Yeah. And then the Masters had the best ratings they've had in ten years. 
like the reality is now again Tiger kind of Tiger. Helped, that's okay? what I was gonna say. But he wasn't in. But dude, again, the, the Sunday afternoon numbers were through the roof, and by then he was completely out of it. wasn't anywhere close. As a matter of fact, dude, his round Sunday morning wasn't on TV. Like that's how bad it, dude. He was that far off the lead. So it's not just the Tiger effect. Yes, it was definitely a factor. Okay, but I think golf peers don't want it. But what you're seeing now is is what's happening now all over the country. Even here, we're getting like three of them. Like Cincinnati's got one, Columbus has one, Independence is about to get one. You're getting Top Golf. And now the Golf Channel's got this show and I haven't seen it cuz I'm a cord cutter, but it's called Shop Makers, I guess. And what I think you're going to see is I think you're going to see a cool, hip, young, rock and roll style golf competition thing that ends up on TV, a professional thing that kind of Top Golf kind of happens. So you have the tour that happens. And that kind of is for your purists and for your casual fan that wants to see the chicks dig the long ball, man. For people who want to see that, I think Top Golf's going to end up starting like their own thing, and there will be celebrities and rock stars oh, inside yeah. of that. I, I think like trashy golf is a good idea. I, I think, think I think somebody needs to embrace. I that. would call it something else, and I'm sure Top Golf would prefer we did too. I, I would assume, but I would imagine that that they they will fill that void, and I'm that's what I'm kind of hoping happens. Stepping up onto the stepping up into the box there, getting ready to take that swing, dude. And you just got bull got bumping in the background. Love it, dude. And as a guy who has been to a top golf, I went to Vegas, which I'm imagining like that's gotta be one of their best visual ones they have right. with the strip being out there. It's uh it was amazing. It, like I described it. I remember checking in on Facebook and I said it was like they let me design heaven. It was dude, top golfs are amazing. I can't wait for that to open up in independence. I'm super excited about that. And I would imagine that that's how they will fill the void of like of that. They're going to be the ones that step up and kind of give you like that edgy golf thing. I think it'd be a pretty good idea. More Sansbury show and your shot at one thousand dollars is next on Rock One Hundred Six Nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Russell online for you at WRQK.com. And at 7.30, we'll be getting you hooked up with these uh, Operation Reaching the Summit tickets. That event is Saturday, Summit County Fairgrounds. I'm reading this story, or I had been reading it pretty much all morning from the New York Times, where um, a young military veteran had his genitals blown off by a bomb. He obviously lived and then endured a 14 operation where not only did they transplant his penis, but it was the penis scrotum and also a portion of the abdominal wall um, taken from a deceased organ donor. This is the most extensive penis transplant they've ever done. They have transplanted a penis before, but never the scrotum. And then another piece of, like I said, the you know abdominal wall there. Um, it lasted, the surgery performed, uh, it was about last month, and it was 14 hours. I, um, I'm an organ donor, and I, you know, to me, it's just like, well, what, what, what am I holding on to him for when I'm dead? Um, but I never, in my wildest dreams, thought that my penis would be donated. You know what I'm saying? Never did I think of that. I, um, I used to not be an or- organ donor because my theory was, oh, they'd let you die. 
and that because you know what I mean they need your organs so if you right. got you know what I mean but then I was like I thought better of it I was like let's not be selfish if you know what I mean like let's give things up and so I am an organ donor now but I used to be staunchly against that because I was like nah they're gonna let me die in the street you know what I mean <laughs> so they're just gonna sacrifice you for all those good organs in there okay only they say here two other successful penis transplants have been performed uh, one in South Africa 2014 and another one in uh, in mass there in 2016. But they only involve the penis itself, not the scrotum and surrounding flesh. Um, they say, obviously, an evolving branch of medicine this is. Right. Um, and he obviously did not want his name released because of the stigma surrounding these. Uh, yeah, I, I can't see how you'd want that. But he's about four weeks after it. Um, and... Dr. W.P. Andrew Lee, the chairman of plastic and reconstructive surgery at Johns Hopkins, said the goal of this type of transplant is to restore a person's sense of identity and manhood. And then he then goes on to say, for most men, that means regaining the, you know, the ability to urinate while standing and to have sex. And if you were to ask me, yeah, those are the two like calling cards of like man. Yeah, the big ones. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if you, if, 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 and there's no doubt that like, if you took the average man and said to him, "You will now have to urinate sitting down," most men are going to feel like that's their manhood manhood being taken away from them. Yeah, and I mean, it just 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 everything that that's you know in our lives based around our penises. Like, yes, there's no doubt that there's going to. I think if you blew your arm off, you're going to have some like questions and like I'm you're going to you're, right, you're going to have some issues there. Sure. But this is your penis like of course there's going to be some things that are going on there they say you should expect to be able to urinate first within a few months nerves grow from um from the recipient into the transplant at the rate of about an inch a month oh so like so it's not even sensation yet it's not even functional yet no not Jeez. yet no you're talking months of rehab here. so now you've just got like <laughs> you've just got some other dude's dong attached to you like and he can't oh my god and here's the here's the word they use they're hopeful that they can restore sexual function in terms of spontaneous erection and orgasm they're hopeful they don't know that. Uh, the, the fact that you can even sew the thing on there just for looks alone in my my book is impressive. I, I'm not surprised to think about how complex that must be to get back to sexual function. Urinating, at least it's just like, okay, you're expelling the, the liquid. But when it comes to like what's going on in your brain that triggers the erection, then the erection, sustaining the erection through orgasm, I could totally see how that's really, really complicated. This gets murkier here as they say the scrotum had been transplanted. However, the donor's testes had been removed for ethical reasons. Doesn't want the balls going with them there. Keeping them might enable the recipient to uh, to father children that belong oh. genetically to the organ donor. Okay. okay. Something not considered acceptable by medical guidelines. Okay, I'm glad there are smarter people than me in the world who could think that far ahead of the thing. I wouldn't have thought that far ahead. I wouldn't have either, but I'm glad as an organ donor I don't have to worry about that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, okay, that's good news. I um, I really wish that this was not a soldier who had it blown off by an IED. Because honestly, there is very easy jokes here of having to place your hand on another man's penis. And I got to admit, even though I was going to have it back and that would make me feel like a man, how long does that take you before you don't feel weird about it? Yeah, I mean, I, it's, I, for I, me as a person, it's a while. I'm I, just being honest. I, I'm sure at the end of the day, there's going to be a lot of things that you're going to feel weird about for the rest of your life here when you're dealing with something like this, and right? I mean, it's, just, it's, it's, it's a weird thing that's happening. There is no doubt that a man 
how he feels about himself is linked to how he feels about the size and performance of his penis. There's no denying it, right? That's just who we are. So imagine getting unlucky enough to need this surgery, but to get it and then to be robbed of three, four inches of it, maybe. Right? Um, How mad are you then? I, I, I wonder if this was something that like he had a pick in. Like, did they line up like five of them and say like, okay, what do you think works here for you? Um, or Why was you it? Think they like perp walked I, I, the genitals? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how, how the penis parade works. I'm not sure. Um, but I, I wonder if it's that, or if it's like, hey, this is you know, this guy had your same blood type. This would probably be the most likely one to function for you. And if that was your concern. Like I, 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 I'll go with the one that's going to be easiest to you know assimilate to. I'm being asked a couple of questions via Twitter. It, okay. it does. It, they show a picture of this man, but not his face. It's his hands over his face. Um, and I'm being asked if it w- if it was a white male. It was a white male. I don't know. It, I'm being asked the very easy question. Of, right. I, I believe they gave him a, a. It does not tell me. I believe it was probably a um, a, a, a similar penis to to him. I, like I said, you'd, you'd think maybe skin tone would be something you would be concerned of, of like, when I look down, I want it to look as close to possible as it used to, but like I said, maybe it'd be easy. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's one of the criteria of the doctors. Here's the question I have, okay? Is this one of these things that scares women off, or are they so interested, does this end up landing you more? Oh, I think it's going to be a really long time before you're confident enough to do it. So, like, I think this would be, you're not you're not at the bar saying, like, yo, I got a new dong attached to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, now don't get I mean, me wrong. No, he didn't even want his name out there. There's somebody, there's people out there who love fetish things. Like, and there's, I guarantee you there's women out there who are like, oh, my gosh, dude, it's another dude's dong on another guy. Oh, my I gosh. Mean, women write to murderers in prison. But, but, but I think as a whole, you know, that's probably such a mental, you know, journey as well that, like, I would assume it's going to have to be a loving partner that you trust before you feel comfortable using this penis in a sexual way. I am, this would be so weird because I am constantly aware of my penis at all times right? and all day. What like it's you, doing, what's you, happening. You know what I mean? Okay. Like you're just kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, what, what like it's I, it's on your mind. You <laughs> okay. know what I mean? It might be okay. the back of it, maybe the front of it, sometimes side to side, whatever. Okay. But it's there. It's like you're aware of what's going on. You're thinking about them. Right? But if you were to do this to me, I don't think, I wouldn't be able to focus on anything else for six months. All I would be thinking about is, am I allowed to touch it? But you're Should lo- I? I th- what does this mean? I think you're looking at it from the perspective of you, Dan Stansberry, with a penis today. If I took your penis away tomorrow, and then six months from now, I'm like, hey, you can have a penis back. I think you'd be like, all right, dude, one, you know, something better than nothing here. I think you're discounting how age has <laughs> taken a little bit of my penis away from me already, buddy. I think, I mean, it's not. I mean, obviously, it's not the same thing, but like, I don't know, man. I, I, I this is. I mean, I won't be like, this is bravery, but like, I just, what a, what, what a weird, strange thing to have to go through. Yeah. I mean, uh, yes. And uh, like I said, when you're doing something like this and the second, third, fourth one in the world here, there's going to be some like head F that comes with it. Your head's just going to be like, it's going to take you a long time. I'm sure you're going to be laying down on the couch and, and, and talking to somebody about this stuff, but like it, it's something better than nothing. Right. I'm telling you, I think once this like starts to get out in his neighborhood, though, there's going to be girls at the bar, women at the bar who are just like, I don't know. I kind of want to see it. Don't you want to see it? I mean, I kind of want to see it. And I just think next thing you know, it just it, the curiosity is going to get the better of the cat and they're going to be knocking on your door trying to get after it. 
Oh my God, are we going to have dudes trying to rip off their own penises today in the afternoon? Don't do it, dude. I'm telling you, they've only done about three of these. I don't know if you're going to get lucky enough to get a transplant. What a uh, what a very, very strange thing to have to go through. Your next shot at $1,000 is right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to 200-200. Rock. 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock, Rock 106.9. Pass out those tickets for Honor Fighting Championships Operation Reaching the Summit. That's this Saturday, Summit County Fairgrounds. Pretty much all day. Event starts at 3. Buck Naked Band goes on, I think, right around 5 o'clock. Your MMA starts at 7. It's going to be an awesome night. And Josh, rock and roller. He'll be there. He will be there. We're laying a lot of pressure on that kid, man. <laughs> we are, dude. Like, dude, we've turned him into like the face of this thing. And if he gets knocked out in the first 20 seconds, it's going to be something. The guy he's fighting looks like a badass, too. John DeJesus. Oof. He looks like a pretty badass guy right Oof. there. Oof. Can't wait. It's going to be awesome, man. Like I always say about MMA, man, it's that you can take two dudes you've never seen before in your life, but if you put them in a cage and they're both tough, right. it's awesome. All of a sudden, somebody starts kneeing the other dude. Yeah. It's like, yes! It's great. No, it's great. I can't wait to see that Saturday night. Summit County Fairgrounds. We'll get one of you in here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625 is the number you will need. Um, read a couple of articles around the same subject over the last few days. Wanted to simmer on it a little bit, and so right. I figured we'll get into it right here. And you'll hear this a lot when hanging out with your buddies, right? There's always one crying foul about how he can't seem to find a girl, and it's because nice guys finish last. Oh, that buddy. Okay. Nice guys finish last. Yeah. That's that's always the excuse, right? You get friend zoned. Or in, and so I will say this, that legitimate, pure, nice guys occasionally do get friend zoned over their inaction and hesitation of seizing on a moment does happen. Right. 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 There's, there's no denying that. Right. Okay. But a lot of times why what most of these articles are telling me, the summation of these is that when people, when a lot of times when, when guys will say nice guys finish last, it's because you're not actually a nice guy. And it's that you're masquerading as a nice guy because you think that's the way to get what it is you want. And so women, like dogs, are a great sense of character and like whether or not your your intentions are good, they can they're they're smell sense, it on you. Yeah, their yeah. senses are amazing and they can sense danger. And so you think you're being slick and being like gonna try this like, well I'll just take home ec because that's the class the chicks are in. And that's what a dumb moron man does to try to dupe a woman into his bed is I'll pretend I'm really, really nice. Yes, and I mean, it, it, the great example is, as well, I'll take home ec. You think every chick in that room doesn't know what you're doing? Like, they know. Female studies. Let's say female studies. They they know exa- right. they know exactly what you're doing and try to pull that over. You're right. That shows, I mean, you've got, you know, even if it's not malicious intent, at the end of the day, it shows that you've got, like, ulterior motives. I know 50 guys like this, at least, minimum. Who all tell me, oh, you know, chicks just walk all over me because I'm all nice, or this, and or you know, they don't want me because you know they always say I'm too nice, and it's like, nah, dude. I think what's happening there is some of them are bailing on you and using your excuse and giving it right back to you, yeah. Versus telling you, dude, my BS meter's sharp, and I can I can see this a mile away on you. Number one, I think some chicks will uh, use that as kind of like a buffer zone of, well, I don't want to necessarily hurt this dude's feelings, so I'll just say like, hey, we're too good of friends, mm-hmm. or hey. 
mm-hmm. this friendship means too much to me. And that might that might be happening. Um, it really means that she's not attracted to you for whatever reason, and you need to like accept that and move on with your life. Um, or I think guys often use that when women reject them and that way it's easier to she's the problem not i'm the problem she doesn't appreciate me she's the issue she doesn't see how nice of a guy i am where they don't have to look at themselves and make that honest evaluation it instantly turns into i'm the victim as instead of i'm the problem yeah yeah yeah. i i could i could absolutely see that now another thing they're talking about in these articles with nice guys and how sometimes they'll finish last. What they have figured out though, Fantone, and I know you're going to back this one up because you're actually a pretty decent dude. Thanks, buddy. Does his girlfriend write? Doesn't yeah. cheat on her? Doesn't do even that. entertain the idea? Like when I first no. met you, you were a sexual sleaze, and so like no, for real, <laughs> he was because he's no, he told, you totally were, and Fantone's got a little bit yeah. of that on him. No, that's true. It is. Uh, you, what am I going to? What am I going to deny that? Right. No, of course you I enjoy am. kinky sex. You I do. enjoy Weirdo. doing weird things, yep. and so like there was yep. a. Time, and there was a period in your life where you were like a little promiscuous, super slutty. But when in relationships, <laughs> you're actually better than most. Like you don't entertain the ideas. You're not, not secretly texting other women. I do not. There's not like you know holding the flame of like an old you know relationship. You're very good about like dude. You're actually dude inside relationship. You're a horrible broadcaster. <laughs> Great boyfriend. <laughs> okay. Essentially, All right, it's pat, essentially what I'm saying. Pat myself right? on the back there. Okay. But you are a good dude, and so I know you'll back this up. What they're finding out though is that if you are legitimately a nice guy, you end up getting way more sex it's the in that nice guys don't actually finish last that the actual nice guys are swimming in in vaginal activity and that <laughs> and, and it's the truth because again women honestly on average when talking about this stuff are smarter than most men most women at this stuff are smarter than any four dudes I know. Oh, emotional, emotional, like, Intelligence. knowledge. Oh, yeah, it's not even close, dude. Not even close. Dude, any woman I know is smarter than any six of us when it comes to this stuff. Okay. And, they can, right. and they can sense that. And they can feel it. And they know what's better. Now, sometimes you'll... Now, some girls are not the best at it. And that's why you see a lot of the, the memes about how all these dudes in a row, I'm done letting these dudes. And what do I always say? It's like, well, dude, you picked them all, so it's not them. It's your bad taste. Right, so some some people aren't great at it, but on average, women are pretty good about this, and they can sense that you're not really a nice guy, and you're faking it for your penis. Well, and, and, and it really like I feel like a vast majority of things in life, this all comes down to a balancing act here, because you can't just be like Johnny Nice all the time. There has to be a little bit of That's fair point of edge to you there, and I think what that boils down to is like what you really want to portray to women or partners or really the world is that like yeah, I'm. I'm I'm a nice guy, but then sometimes I fake being a dick because it's funny. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, oh, well, you're just playing. That's why you said that as opposed to like, I know he's still a good dude as opposed to like you really being a dick deep down inside and and trying to play the nice guy. That's right. very easy to see. Like, okay, I see that you, where, where you really are versus how you're acting or what you're saying to me. See, I run into problems in the other way, I believe. And my buddy actually is the one that pointed this out to me one day. And... I have a tendency, while picking a woman up, to be very sarcastic while I'm doing it. I will make a joke about me, and then two jokes about you, a joke about me, and we're back and forth. And like I'm very self-deprecating, and then, but I have this ability to kind of like be a little. It's not the word's not mean, but I can I can be a little 
harsh sarcastic is probably the phrase to pick you up. And then so like I kind of have like that edge on me. And then if I actually like you, women end up finding out, oh, this guy's way nicer than I thought he was. And then I'm actually too nice of a guy in my actual the way I actually am. And a lot of them want to bail because it's like, dude, you picked up a woman doing one thing. Right. But really, you're this. Well, yeah. Anytime you start doing that, anytime you start having drastic changes in your behavior, people are going to look at you like, who are you? I, How I, why are you so inconsistent? It's really weird. But I have a pickup style and then the style I am once I actually like you. And it does me a very big disservice, I think. I think you just have to, you know, obviously everyone's going to kind of react to things differently. But, like, you just have to, you know, you go too far one way or the other. And there's going to be an issue of, like, all right, I got to straighten this thing out here. Um, so many dudes with, you know, with 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 the friend zone or whatever, I think they, 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 they subscribe to the theory of, like, all right, if I just stick around... I'm bound to break resistance, right? If I just keep being nice, if I just keep picking up, no, you know, if I, I just keep keep picking up our drinks, if I keep doing these different things. And I always ask dudes that are in situations like this, like how nice would somebody that you are not attracted to, how nice would they have to be for you to have sex with them? Um, yes, that's I, I, I get what you're saying there, and there's truth in it. However, as I was giving women credit just a few minutes ago, let's be honest. I had this conversation about women the other day, too, with a friend of mine, with a woman who admitted to me it was true, and many, many, many women have admitted this to be true to me, too, is that a man, though, women will use sex to, to, to honestly, to make you go away sometimes. Like, all right, just give him a little bit of what he wants, and he's going to, you know what I mean? There's a little bit of that. God, a what woman, a terrible place, dude, dude, where you're like, oh, my God, I, I agree. you leave me alone, I'm going to bang you. I oh. agree, but women will <laughs> also sleep with an ugly celebrity just because he's a celebrity. A man's not going to bang an ugly chick. Well, but there's, like, but there's, like, the attraction level of his success or whatever. I'm saying somebody on a fundamental level you were not attracted to on any on any way, whether it's what they look like, their body type, their their, their breath, the the million different things that you can find something unattractive about people, the personality, who they are, a a million different things there. You're never going to just be so nice to me that I find you attractive. I don't know why guys think if Uh, I just, if I can just keep being nice, if I can just keep doing this, like personality hasn't made women more attractive to you. I think I think I think it can work on like a level of like does it increase decrease sure but at the end of the day you're never taking me from no way to yes to yes like there there's there's a hey I am not attracted okay I would admit that 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 your personality is probably not taking me from no way to yes but if you're borderline if I'm flipping the coin on whether or not I'm attracted to you and your personality is that good I could probably get there if you're flipping the coin the answer is yes you know what I'm saying if you're flipping it you're like yeah I would I just don't want to tell people about it. I just have to justify this to myself. But my answer is yes. yes. God damn it. It's true. God damn it. What am I spending all this money (laughs) on a therapist for? I got a radio show. I'm getting it all figured out. All right. Your shot at those Honor Fighting Championship tickets. Operation Reaching the Summit is right now. The event is Saturday. Be caller 20 right now at 1-800-243-7625. That's how you get hooked up with those. And I got sucked into this Facebook, post this, do it every day thing. And we'll run that down next on Rock 106.9. And Josh, rock and roll. It's nine. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. You're getting New Kid Cuddy. The song uh, is called Rage. I haven't heard that yet. Fantone seems to kind of dig it. New Joe Nichols for your country. That's Billy Graham's Bible. And then there's a, a band that I'm kind of excited about, dude. And they're on their third record. They're called Nothing More. They opened up for Papa Roach the other night, and the crowd was going crazy. And uh, I decided to check them out for the last couple of days, and I haven't been able to stop listening to them. Um, 
They have a song off their newest album, which is uh, the album's called The Stories We Tell Ourselves. The song is Do You Really Want It? And uh, we'll take a listen to it. I There might be, dude, this band might be the next thing that breaks out. I I can't stop listening to them lately. They're pretty good. So we'll do that for you at 9 o'clock. Music's actually what we're going to talk about a little bit right here, though. I got sucked into this uh, this Facebook thing. Where it's like, you know, every day you take an album you like, and it's like 10 days in a row or whatever, and you kind of post about why you like it and that whole thing, right? And so my first one was Kisses Hotter Than Hell, Nobody's Gonna Be Surprised, Band I Love, right? And then I picked Damn the Torpedoes from uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers for day number two, and uh, I got a bunch of reasons why I love that record. And then my third one yesterday, um, I don't choose this until after I get off work. I have them on a list of what I'm going to do, but I don't choose the one for the day until after we're done with work. I figured, let's do that first. Um, but yesterday, I chose an album I love. Um, it's an album that is uh, responsible for a ton of hits that get played at the kind of rock stations I've worked at for 20 years, and it's Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses. And I chose this record for a few reasons. Um, a... It's the perfect bridge between Sunset Strip and Grunge. It killed off the Sunset Strip hair metal band scene because they were so much better than so many. It exposed how bad some of those bands really were. It really exposed how bad like the Warrants and Wingers and like all that stuff that was passing itself off as, as rock music. It really exposed how weak that stuff was. What a weird time for Guns N' Roses to come out in that late 80s push of like... We're like, yeah, those things all existed. Metallica existed. Nirvana was about to exist. You know what I'm saying? Not it was quite just, yet, though. But it was just in this weird, like, you're right, where it was a bridge between what was one thing and then turned into another. It, something, something had to exist between those things. If Van Halen started the Sunset Strip scene, which I, it's kind of where how a lot of people really consider that Van Halen's kind of the band that kicked that off, right? Then Guns N' Roses was the bow on the end of that package. And say what you want about Sunset Strip, then. If if that statement's true, despite the fact that it got lost in the middle somewhere, you get Van Halen to start it, Guns N' Roses to end it, and in the middle of it, you get Motley Crue to carry it. Guys, I'm sorry. We need to stop trashing the Sunset Strip scene as much as we do. It's time to stop trashing. Dude, it was better than, than it gets credit for. Okay, But Guns N' Roses really was the end of that. I also picked Appetite for Destruction because the album artwork that came inside of it, super dangerous. There was a huge piece of controversy around that art, and we forget that in the streaming day and age now. Okay? I picked it for that. I also picked Appetite for Destruction because it comes in as the very best album in two categories for me. First, I believe Appetite for Destruction is by far the best debut album by a band ever. People are going to tell you Black Sabbath's first album. A lot of people are going to give you Led Zeppelin's first album. I believe that those are easy offerings that people just say too easily. I would say that Pretty Hate Machine by by Nine Inch Nails is close. It's close. But it did not have the relentless amount of hits stacked on it that Appetite for Destruction did. In my opinion, and music is all opinion, that there is not one piece of filler on Appetite for Destruction. Not one. You may be sick of Welcome to the Jungle and Sweet Child and all that, but when you really go back and listen to Welcome to the Jungle, 
It is an accurate look at Sunset, and it is really well done. It's a little cliche now, because again, rock stations like this one do, what do we do? We bang records. So it's like you get kind of, you know, inundated with stuff, and you're like, all right, yeah, I've heard Welcome to the Jungle. I get it. Sweet Child of Mine. I get it. But they're great songs. And there's not a single piece of filler on that record. It's relentless cover to cover. It's the best cover to cover record I own. It is the best debut album by a band ever, and it's the best cover to cover record I own. You might, we might have to start wrapping our heads around the fact that Appetite for Destruction might be the single best record ever. Now, I'm going to pause there and say I don't know because I'm willing to bet that there are appetites in other formats that I'm not thinking of right now. Meaning that there's probably a country version of Appetite for Destruction. There is a pop version of Appetite for Destruction. But Appetite for Destruction, I think, is the single best rock record ever put forth by a band. In Guns N' Roses, also, it makes it special because they were flashing the pan. I know they're touring now, but that band went away for how long? It was very short. You had about a five-year window with GNR. It was real, honest-to-God artistry. Yeah, between 88 and 93, it and then was, it was all done. It was real, right. honest-to-God rock star. They were, not only was it the best record put out by a band like that, Guns N' Roses were the last legitimate rock stars we've seen. These guys in these bands today go to bed at 11 o'clock after, like, you know what I mean, FaceTiming their wife on, on their Kindle. Guns N' Roses were a legit, dangerous, you had no idea what was going to happen, rock band that made great, gritty rock tunes that everybody loved. They are the last rock stars. They were, they're an extension of Aerosmith. And they were the closest thing to it. It's, it, 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 it can't be overstated how great that record was. You ha- I think people have got to start wrapping their heads around the fact that even though you were alive for it, that Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses might single-handedly be the best record ever made. It's amazing. That album is so good. Not a piece of filler anywhere on it. Even Think About You is a damn good song. Your shot at $1,000. Next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock Road 69. I have $1,000 for you. Pass that out here momentarily. You'll get your next keyword. Also coming up, 9 o'clock, New Tour Tuesday. New Kid Cudi, new uh, Joe Nichols, new Nothing More, all part of that. And at 8.45, uh, Fantone's been patiently waiting. Um, there is a there's a WWE story. Nice. <laughs> Look at him. He's all nice. happy. Look at him. Uh... There's a WWE story he's been chomping at the bit to get to. Okay. So at 8.45, we'll allow you to do that. Actually, um, I kind of need your help with this one here, buddy, because you seem to know a little bit more about this than I do. Um, But there's another, I guess, national boycott of a product over over ideology. And you guys know if you listen, like, I just find this stuff to be annoying. And um, I believe that there are some people out there that are legitimately good-natured, who are trying to make what they feel are quality decisions and ethical decisions about companies that they want to be in business with um, or that they want to spend money with. And I understand how that could happen. Okay? I'll give you a great example. 
I not only buy products from companies, but I sometimes will endorse companies for products. I will say, hey, this is Stansberry 4. Right. That is an easier thing for me to do when I full on wholeheartedly respect that company. It is an easier thing to do. That is the way I try to do that is like, let's only put me in businesses with things that I don't feel like I'm hustling people with. Outside of one exception that I can think of, I feel that you and I in this show has been very good about that. Dur- Standing behind the things that we, that like that, that we endorse that we believe in. Like this one, one of exception. the show that is absolutely true. There was one thing early on where we didn't, we're not here um, long enough yet to, to have stuck our feet into the ground and said, ah, maybe not this. That thing is no longer around. And yeah, that's uh, th- you're right. Outside of that, we've done no a, we've done a very good job of butting ourselves up to things that we actually legitimately believe in. That's an easier thing to do where I don't feel as if I'm hustling you, okay? And so I understand wanting to make those kinds of decisions. But I also believe that some of this stuff is going overboard. Like a lot of this, like we're going to go after people's TV shows and the advertisers of TV shows over opinions and stuff like that. I, you lose me there, all right? You just kind of lose me over that kind of stuff. And there was, a, there was a dust up, I don't know, what was it, a month, maybe a couple of weeks ago or whatever it was, where it was like, all right, these are all the companies that give NRA members like a break. Like, right, so if you get, like, 10% off if you're an NRA, like, let's boycott all this stuff and this happen, right? Well, I guess the other day, and again, Fantone, I think, has a little bit more information on this than I do, so if I'm wrong on this, I'm sure he'll clear it up for us. Yeti coolers got thrown into this mess, right, is what happened? Yeah. Like, people had made the, made, made the claim that, that Yeti was, like, ending ties with the NRA. Yeah, uh, the NRA sent out an email um, stating suddenly without prior notice indicated that Yeti indicated that they wanted to cut business ties with the NRA foundation. And that's coming from the Statesman newspaper right there. And uh, Yeti is pretty synonymous with the country lifestyle. Is that fair to say? I mean, like they're expensive ass coolers, cups, all those things, but you they got one right behind but you. They work, they work really, really well. You dude. have like a Phantom's got a 32 ounce tumbler behind him made by Yeti. And I actually, a listener made us both one. It's got the Stansbury show logo on it and it's awesome it is they're they're both awesome and they do they if i put ice cubes in that thing and put it in the golf cart it's cold the entire time i'm playing golf like 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 my yeti like cup stays on my hand like everywhere i go that thing comes with me like that thing is is legit a very very useful product but at, at the end of the day i think very much popular with hunters very much popular with fishers very much popular i think really where it's got its push it was like it was that buy me a boat song right and they were talking about the yeti cooler and my yeti cooler something like that like i yeah i, I think I, I i do think they've been mentioned in enough country songs where i think they yeah, definitely got to push yeah they're they're very much in line with that lifestyle. I think that's who they placate towards. I think that's, you that's know, a fair statement. That's, that's primarily their audience. So once this came out, this email came out saying that, hey, Getty not supporting the NRA, obviously for some people, that's going to be an issue. Oh, for the Oklahoma crowd, yes, absolutely, right, right. sure. For the Jason Aldean crowd right yes. there. The, the, the big problem with all this is, though, is that Yeti's not like coming out and saying, like, yo, Second Amendment, we hate it. What they did is, and according that to... That would the, be crazy for them to do. Right, I mean, like, an absolutely ridiculous statement to make or even thing to think. Um, what, what Yeti did is, and this is a quote from their company, when we notified the NRA foundations and others about this change... 
Yeti explained that they were offering them an alternative customization program broadly available to its consumers and organizations, including the NRA Foundation. These facts directly contradict the inaccurate statement the NRA distributed on April 20th. So they didn't. So they changed. They changed the discount plan. So they changed the discount plan to NRA people, and there are now people. But there's still a discount plan. There is still a customized alternative discount plan and it's like are, are, so you as an NRA member are now entitled to discounts it's not even like it's not even like hey we just want to be able to have our guns it's now that if you don't give us discounts you yeah. we will not buy your products i'm not crazy about that i don't like when companies waver and give in to these kinds of things but it's not my business now at so the end, like at, at the end of the day like uh, you know it's, it's it's much like lighting a shirt on fire the one example is going to is going to like be the one you see on the internet but i've already watched this morning a guy take a chainsaw and saw through his yeti cooler and a woman shoot hers like now, have it lined up and boom boom boom, boom f- filling it up with shots and again you were right apparently the line is yeti one ice down with some silver bullets and that is in that buy me a boat song you're right you're absolutely right okay so um now again i what do i always say about these things i'm just gonna i'm gonna make a prediction that yeti sales go through the roof because people are shooting them on uh, in youtube videos and 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 chainsawing them in half i what do I, i always say about boycotts you only end up bolstering the thing you're trying to take down but but my thing here is like what are you boycotting what are you mad about like I, I don't understand what this assault well, on you as an NRA member well, is. Well, all right. If, if, if I would say that if I was an NRA member, and I'm not. Now, I'm a gun person. I have two in my house, all right? But I don't belong to the NRA officially, okay? But if I did, and I was being given a discount for something. Now, this isn't what happened with Yeti. But if I was given a discount for something, and they felt pressure, and then that was taken away from me because they felt pressure, I would think less of that company, I think, in the back of my mind. I would be like, ah, oh, dude, you're kind of sissified, right? I, guess, I don't know why, but I would. I, I, I guess. I, would. I mean, I, I guess you're entitled. You're entitled to discounts, and as an NRA member, it's like, well, then, like, can so you, so your your beliefs of like you have to support me more usurp your concepts of free market? No, I just, I again, not that you deserve it, but if you're being given it and then removed out of fear, that to me would, now I would have, a, I would have a less favorable taste of that company. However. Not so much that I would abandon them if I like the product. So, so with that being said, okay, I'm a Yeti consumer and I'm an NRA member. The NRA just lied to me about something. So, therefore, if I'm going to think so much about like, well, well if they're not going to get, if they're not going to give me a discount, I'm not going to buy Yeti anymore. But you just got lied to now, lied okay. to, and you're just going to be like, oh, well, it's the NRA, so whatever. All right, now let me play devil's advocate. Okay. Were you lied to? Or was information passed out before having all of it? So a mistake both ways, yes. But is it were you lied to, or were you, or was somebody just inaccurate? I mean, as Yeti sits here and says that this is an inaccurate, these facts directly contradict the inaccurate statement from the NRA distributed on April 20th. I'm saying, though, isn't it possible maybe the NRA thought they had it right and wasn't necessarily vindictively lying? I can't wait to see the retraction. I can't wait to see the hey are bad. All right. I mean, yes, by now we should have, if there's right? people chainsawing him in half, right? we should be seeing that. Right. I mean, so like, I, I, I just don't understand this, like, and this goes back to so many things in society right now where people just 
with no cause, just want to be angry. And don't be like, oh, well, it's just you guys over on the left. I mean, this is a prime example, and I'm not trying to make this partisan. I'm just saying, dude, that people are just so quick to be triggered right now where it's like, hey, all it takes is one person saying that the Yeti doesn't like the NRA, and, you know, I'm done with it. I'm burning them down. And it's like, dude, you don't even know if that's true. You have zero, I, I mean, directly contradictory evidence here, and you're just like, well, it doesn't matter because somebody emailed me and said this. Uh, yeah, what? I mean, that's a problem. Both sides are very, very guilty of this. No side, neither side's better at this than the other one. Everybody, and again, it goes back to something I say a lot, which is the human being will always look to self-victimize. Always. It's easier to to do that than it is to, to like, man up or own up and, and you know, take part. But... I, uh, at least with dicks, you can say, hey, they're not selling that gun anymore. Therefore, I'm not going to shop there anymore. This is it, this is coolers. I mean, it's friggin coolers. Like, it's not even the it's not even the weapon. It's a cooler. It's not the bullets. It's not it's not a, it's not a, a bump stock. It's not any of the. It's nothing to do with the weapon. And just because this company said we're going to restructure the discount plan that we give to you. Now, all of a sudden, dude, there are these libtards. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah okay. I, I, you're right about that. I Because, I, I, again, they're not taking something away. They're just amending it, which a company should be able to amend that anytime they want. Which, by the way, that being said, we'll extend that thought to they should be able to take away your discount whenever they want to. It's their company. Now, I like I said, I would feel annoyed by that if they did it over societal pressure. However... Unless their product, unless I didn't, but if I love your product, I'm sticking with you. This is what I want, and I'm never going to get it because we're too far down this rabbit hole now. What I want is honestly the 1980s I grew up in, where I didn't know what these companies thought. I didn't know what they backed. I didn't think, nor not even only that, it's not even that. It's not even that we didn't know. We didn't care. We just wanted the shirt. We just wanted the soda. We just wanted whatever it is. And now it's like, unless you know what their their kid's firstborn's middle name is, you feel like you can't do this. And it's just, I feel like taking a magnifying glass and looking that far into everything just creates more problems than it ultimately really solves. But if you're if you're the kind of person over any boycott who's taking the said product and destroying it in a YouTube video, I worry about you as a person, and I believe you are starting to become unhinged in that moment. Your next shot at $1,000 is right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword cash to 200-200. You'll get a text confirmed entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's cash to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's New Tour Tuesday. you got new Kid Cudi, new Joe Nichols, new Nothing More, a band uh, that I was made aware of because they opened up with Papa Roach the other night at the Agora. I went in, checked some of it out, and they ended up being pretty good, and I've been listening to them ever since, actually, ever since Saturday. I've been listening to them nonstop. Um... They got a couple of songs on every one of their albums. I'm like, yeah, man, that's really good. I This band might be on to something for real. And uh, so we'll play you their new song, Do You Really Want It, coming up at 9 o'clock. It's on their latest record. I know, like, music snobs are going to be like, dude, that's not new. But most people have no idea who Nothing More is. That's, uh, you know, got to welcome people into the fold. Yeah, you're not being completely insufferable about that or anything. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, during the break, we, uh, well, not we, Fantone looked up some math for me here. Um, as we were talking about the Yeti boycott, right? And he let me know that in 2016, Yeti coolers and the like, all products, all in, 
sold $470 million worth of sales. Now, that's not profit. It's worth of sales. Sales, right. Now, again, their products are expensive. But still, $470 million on coolers and tumblers and things like that, that's a lot. To compare Igloo coolers, which are, you know... Common man cooler right yes. there, the Mike Fantona coolers. I like it. <laughs> it's I like uh, it. 119 million dollars worth of sales. So, I mean, like essentially, 119. yeah. So essentially, three times as much we're talking about here. It's amazing when you think about how much money. I mean, again, some of that is just the fact that they are that much more expensive, but still, you're still selling a ton of them to reach that kind of number. It's impressive. It's impressive, man. Yeti, they're on it. And again, I love mine. I I, I think I have three of those tumblers, and I love them. I can't get enough of it. Every now and again, Fantone will, t- will send me a story for us to do with the possibility that it could hit the rundown on the program. And I always feel as if that what's he, what he is doing over there is fingers crossed that I hope we get to talk about this because this is what's wrong with Stansberry. Okay. And I feel like there's a lot of, I've been trying to tell you this is who you are, you're insufferable, I dislike you, and here's all the reasons why you suck. I don't know. I just found this article. I thought maybe it'd be interesting. Just came across it. Strange. Just came across it. I can't even think of what this is, though. What is this? What do we got here? And I'm unhappy. Okay. (laughs) And I'm worried. All right. As you have sent me an article listing warning signs of borderline personality personality uh, disorder. Okay. Now, I'm just would, presenting the facts out would there. Would you no. do me a favor as I start to read these over, and would you get me a definition of borderline personality disorder? I want to know what the actual definition is before running this down. We'll see if Phantom can find it. I got it right here. I I got it for you. It is a mental disorder characterized by unstable moods, behavior, and relationships. Very common. More than 3 million cases in the U.S. each and every year. Treatable by a medical professional um, can be lifelong. So let's take down. let's Let's run down the list of warning signs of possible borderline personality disorder. I don't like this. (laughs) Right out of the gate. Here we go. Number five. Distorted self-image. Now, Fantone will tell you that I have this. Yes. You have always said that even when I was heavy, and I'm still heavier than I want to be, but I've recently lost about 25, getting closer to 30 pounds, right? That even when heavy, that I had an idea of the way I looked in my head that was worse than I actually looked which I disagree. Somebody just tweeted a photo at us from like the first year of the show and I'm massive in it. Um, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I 100% stand by that. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm sure there was points you were bigger than others, but no matter where you were, you always thought you were different. No matter where you, like, no matter how big you were, you always thought you were an extra 25 on top of that. Yes, I did. I that's when I looked in the mirror. That's the way I felt. Now again, I don't feel that way when I look into the mirror as much anymore. As a matter of fact, I caught myself looking at it yesterday, going, "Dude, I like where we're headed. I really do." So like that's starting to go away by fixing it a little bit. But yes, it was in me totally there. So check, right? right? Check. Yeah, and I was gonna say, and like, yeah, it, like right now you feel good and you feel like there's a good confidence boost going on with it, and like you're riding the high right now. But the low is gonna come around eventually when it comes to this. And 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 I'm I, I mean yes you don't feel like you have that now but I think in the future you're going to look at yourself and be like damn it I'm either too fat or whatever it is I think it's going to continue. 
I'm hoping that my therapist's office helps me with that and that doing the two things together congruently will, will help with that. But there's a very good possibility you could end up being right. Another one of these warning signs of borderline personality disorder. Number four, <sighs> inappropriate anger. Check. Now, check. We would debate here on different instances on whether or not the anger was inappropriate (laughs) i feel as if sometimes the anger perfectly appropriate other times i would admit obviously i am a human i am i'm uh, i am you know i'm open to error and that yes inappropriate anger has again sometimes in the car it gets me it happened to me again yesterday where i was just like out of i was just more angry about minor traffic stuff than any regular normal decent person should be i was just furious and I, when they say inappropriate anger i don't know if it's necessarily a question of justified or unjustified anger there i think it's what you're doing with it you know what i mean like are you okay you're angry like everyone gets angry that's a part of the day are you engaging it and embracing it and leaning into it and exploding it and, and allowing it to further negatively impact your day and others around you or are you dealing with the those feelings and and, and 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 you know processing them like an adult and like sometimes it's like boom so like i've been trying to get have. better about it no question and i and i feel like i've made strides you in have. it and uh and i'm working on it but yes i have some of All that right, two for two <laughs> <laughs> number three impulsive behavior Those with BPD, borderline personality disorder, often engage in extremely risky behavior, such as impulsive spending, check, unsafe sex, check, (laughs) substance abuse or gambling, check. Check and check. They are thought to be related to their poor self-image and the need to escape their intense and volatile emotions. Check. Now, I was originally going to be like, well, I mean, I'm not that impulsive because, and then I was going to say, well, except for my spending, but I mean... I I am a little bit impulsive. Well, and here's the deal is I think you're more responsible and probably better at dealing with it now. But like we have to look at your whole adulthood here to really say like, is is this is this going to get checked or not? And, and yes, 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 one hundred percent, yes, yes. Damn it. <laughs> okay. Damn so we're th- it. So we're three for three here. I mean, I have definitely been. I've definitely had unsafe sex in my adult life. And I, dude, I, I bet sports. Not I even. Not even just like, hey, I've had unsex safe once. I mean, yes, you've had a permission lifestyle like that's that's fair truth so before like, we get to the next two <laughs> which are check and check i bet could we maybe <laughs> let me off the hook just a little and say that isn't this article a lot like if you have a messy room you're a genius right where it applies to everybody yeah, yeah. Where a lot of this is broad and maybe i don't have borderline personality disorder you don't want my inappropriate anger oh, coming out right now I, I do i do not necessarily want that but like i mean i don't know i haven't checked all these boxes off yet so it's not applying to everyone let's get to these last two what do we I got feel like here that might, i feel like that might be some dishonesty what do we got here at least i want it to be i was gonna say dude i don't have the same anger issues now i feel <laughs> like i don't have this one all right The number two warning sign for borderline personality disorder is fear of abandonment. And I don't have that. They say they tend to intensely fear abandonment and that they react extremely to this fear with panic, rage, or depression. Unfortunately, their behavior can often drive people away, creating self-fulfilling prophecies. I don't feel as if I don't fear abandonment. 
I don't know if it's. Um, I, I see. I, I don't know if it's. Like I'm a, not afraid to be alone. I, I don't think it's like a conscious decision there, and I think that's something that you've decided because it's easier than being abandoned. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I can look back at a million different girls in this in the run of this show in your in your history where it's like not a million. Well, okay, all right. So, so a thousand different girls in the in, in the in the run of this show where it's like you've either built those hurdles so that she wouldn't be able to. This thing was going to fall apart no matter what, and you could blame it on the, those things. Or you've, you know, stiff-armed, you've pushed away, you've done those things. And I know there's been situations where it's like, well, maybe I just didn't like that person. But it's just a reoccurring pattern of behavior. So I'm going to disagree with you here, dude. I did. No, no, no. This one I'm not going with. I'm not going with this one. I I really don't see it. And I feel like I do a pretty good job of admitting things about myself. But I don't, I, I don't, I really don't see this one these days. Maybe I don't want to. I guess that's possible. And here's the number one sign of borderline personality disorder. And you can hear by the way I'm saying it. (laughs) You can hear by the way I'm like, yeah, and I don't want to give you this one. What is it? What do you got here? People with BPD often have tumultuous relationships with extreme highs and lows. One second, they're filled with admiration and love, but they can quickly switch to feeling of anger and hatred. Relationships are black and white. Someone with BPD must uh, must idolize you. No, that's not Oh no, idealize you one second and then despise you the next. I um yeah. Yeah. I have had unstable yeah. relationships, I suppose. I guess that that's that's what this is. High highs and low lows, man. I mean, that's that's uh, it's a very accurate portrayal of you. All right. I, uh, <laughs> well, dude, I, at least you don't have to go to the therapist anymore. You got this all figured out now. <laughs> so I wonder, I like cuz so I said to her the one day, actually, right. I said, I know part of this is that you can't tell me and that I that, that what this is, this whole process is you m- helping me realize it versus you telling skipping mm-hmm. to the end of the page and telling me, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I said, but how long do you think it's going to be before you have it? The answer. You know what she said to me? She said, Dan, I had you clocked 15 minutes into our first session. Wow. I was like, what? And this has been over a year now. So I've been, you know, she's like, Dan, I had you clocked. She goes, when you figure this out, she's like, and you're getting close. She's like, we are actually, she actually told me about a month ago. She's like, you were getting very, very close to a massive breakthrough. And she was like, and I can feel it coming when it hits. She's like, I honestly, she's like knowing you and getting to know you now. She's like, I think she's like, we may suffer a setback after this because she's like, I think it's going to be so easy. And knowing you and knowing who you are, she's like, I think you're going to honestly hate yourself a little bit for not knowing it earlier. She's like, because you are very self-perceptive. She's like, you do understand that there's some, that, that there are things wrong with you and that you do need to fix them in order to be happy. She goes, normally that's the, that's the thing is people are resistant and they're like, they're not willing to admit what's wrong. She's like, you're totally good at that. She's like, that's not the problem at all. She's like, you like delving into that. She goes, so when you figure this out, she's like, I'm kind of waiting. She goes, I feel like we're probably about a month away from it. And I'm I'm a little nervous about what it might be. She and she did tell me that she goes as open as you are. I'm willing to bet you might not want to be that willing to be as open about that. So that's a little exciting. But I wonder if she thinks I'm gonna have to ask her if she think. I guess I guess we'll find out. I guess you know what I mean. I, I I'm dying to know what her professional assessment would be. She's been great and a total benefit for me. Your next shot at a thousand dollars is at nine ten this morning. But before we get there, Fantone's going to, well, bore us all to death with, w- with WWE next on Rock 106.9. 
Toby Boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. 9 o'clock, you get hooked up with $1,000. You also get New Tour Tuesday brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino there. You're getting New Kid Cudi, New Joe Nichols, New Nothing More, part of that. We were all set to let Fantone kind of go off about John Cena and Nikki Bella. Their breakup has been filmed and will be aired on television because TV's where all fake things go. And we were all ready and set to do that. But we actually have to pivot here as we have found some breaking news out of Maslin, Ohio. News Channel 5 is supporting us with this. And uh, I believe a lot of you are going to be very interested in this piece of audio. The E-Team is breaking news this morning about a massive food stamp fraud investigation in Maslin. Confidential informants helped investigators get possible answers about taxpayer money, your money, totaling millions of dollars. E-Team investigator Jonathan Walsh has the exclusive details. In this 55-page application for a search warrant filed in U.S. District Court, it talks about the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or SNAP, basically food stamps and EBT cards, like debit cards, with your taxpayer money attached. Investigators from the Southern District of Ohio Financial Crimes Task Force say they're investigating the business called Ohio Direct Distributors, or ODD. The listed address? Here on Lincoln Way in Maslin, Suite B. Investigators say you were getting ripped off six years of consistent fraud from August of 2011 through September of 2017. The affidavit states the owner of ODD, Caitlin Coer, collected nearly $8.4 million in fraudulent SNAP EBT redemptions. Caitlin, it's Jonathan Walls from News 5 in Cleveland. We visited Coer's home in Maslin a couple of times. No answer. I'm Five on Your Side investigator Jonathan Walsh for the E-Team. All right. Now, I have said plenty of times on this program that abusive program sometimes will cloud my judgment on whether or not these programs are necessary or not. That, right. that, that, I, that I will demonize the program over the abuse of it, and that I need to do a better job of not doing that. That being said, I really don't like the way that guy presented that news story at all. I don't, again, now I get TV, I get radio, I get making you stick here, we keep listening to what we're saying, edge, you know, tease, this, I, I get these things. That's what broadcasters do, okay? But then multiple times in there, did he really have to reiterate how many times it was my money? Because what happens now? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. what happens now is is that instead of instead of talking about this one story, what will happen now is see this is why Snap sucks. And Snap doesn't suck. Snap helps a ton of people. These well, programs help a ton of people. It, and now we'll get we'll get dragged down into this is why these programs are no good over a one issue versus the overall scope of the program. Right. And this wasn't this wasn't this wasn't a welfare queen cashing in lobster and steak here. This was people getting screwed out of money. This wasn't like that's the thing. This wasn't a recipient of of this program. This woman was using her business to 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 scam people. Right. Right. And it was like, what, $8.4 million? That's a lot of money, dude. That's a ton of money. But again, what I don't like about it is, is that we're now going to have a, like, the argument will be all day because you, what, what are most people going to do? Are most people going to take the time to figure out that it was the business owner and not somebody receiving SNAP? No. Of course not. What no. most people are going to do is hear the, the name Maslin, where they live, and they're going to hear food stamp fraud and go, see? And then it's going to be memes about steak and, and like shrimp on, on Facebook today. That's what's going to happen. 
Now, uh, according to court documents here, ODD aggressively targeted large family SNAP recipients, and there were claims that the reps would engage, the reps of ODD would engage intimidation tactics, uh, requests and maintains people's card information, and process post-dated transactions. Um, they were also in the business of, we'll give you a $25 gift card if you give us a seven, or $50 food, stamps, card. food stamps card there. The business was. So, yeah. So, so here, both people are guilty here. The business owner and people who were willing to sure. use this stuff in the way you're not supposed sure. to. Um, at the end of the day, if, if you are somebody who, who has worked with Ohio Direct Distributors or if you've been like involved with there, reach out to Maslin Police and at least start getting that information out. Or like, you know what I'm saying? They, they're going to need to start wading through $8.4 million worth a fraud, they're going to need people who, who who either were victims of this or somehow or another involved in this, and people listening right now were, it, dude, reach out to Maslin, please. According to the court documents, five other employees are key targets in the investigation. Now, that's going to get interesting, because what I would imagine is happening there, again, I don't know, this is just breaking right now, but I'll speculate, that what's happening there is some of those people are just like counter people who are being told something to do. Right, started started working a job because it was like, dude, I need a job. And, and I make $8 an hour, and I'm sure as hell not about to tell my boss to go to hell and lose this job because I got child care to pay for, who are now guilty of something, even though they knew they shouldn't have been doing it. But sometimes you can be put in a situation, like, not even, my boss is never going to ask me to do anything illegal, right? But he will occasionally ask me to do things I'm uncomfortable with. So now imagine then being stuck at your place of employment. You don't really have another option. And now now you're in the scope of this investigation just because you didn't want to get fired. Man, there's the dude, the loose ends won't end on this. Eight point four million, dude. It's a lot of freaking money. Right? Yeah, Tiger Town. I just like I said, I, I, I get it. I, I hate fraud. I hate when this I hate when these programs get abused. But what's going to happen today is people are going to hear about this. They're going to hear Maslin. Oh, my God, I live there. They're going to hear food stamp fraud. They're going to go, see, this is why we got to cut it off and why nobody should get anything ever. And they're just going to use it as an excuse to back up. I would I think ultimately at the end of the day is probably not great opinions. I don't know. I'm, I, I hate when I hear stories about that, and it just, that sucks. And I hope they do throw the book at that woman, because again, I think that this does a disservice to good, honest, hardworking people out there who do need some assistance. Those people exist. I think sometimes we make the, we make the worst case scenarios of these things, the poster children of them, and it's probably the wrong way to go about that. Your next shot at $1,000, next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right, I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Guys, and then a band I want to get you guys hip to, Nothing More, Do You Really Want It? They're on their third record. That's If, if your first record doesn't break you out, normally it's your third. And uh, I do believe that this band does have real stuff inside of it. Can't wait to play you that song. Let's get through this new Kid Cudi. I, if I have my facts right, the song's called Rage. The song is called Rage. It is off the Rampage soundtrack oh, okay. featuring The Rock Makes right sense. there. I normally love Cudi. Up and back in, pouring the rage untamed. Break free, beast out of the gate. Sky raining down flames. It's a war in the heavens. It's a beautiful scene in the night. Fine light, I'm much like that. When I'm dreaming, I'm in flight. Coast out of sight, don't feeling I'm not right. And hell's got my hell of a grip. No ish, your boy best not slip. Get stuck in your grave. Just to live another day, fighting through decay. Calling my angels and the kneel as I pray. Got my mind, my soul, and my heart on the same wave. It took me a minute, now I'm all in the damn. While I'm out of the dark, I push it to the limit, friends. So 
them sharp, it comes a demolition man Pack them up in this hidden name and never missing Serving up the prescription, no time for intermission Ripping interesting about this. I find interesting about this yeah. is that rappers have to be careful here. Um and not by my estimation. But like Big Boy kind of went through this. And Juicy J too. Juicy J once professed his love for Iron Maiden and used a little piece of it and it's and people like lost their minds. Like like hardcore rap purists. Like you can be a a a white artist and pull from that 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 catalog, it's a harder transition for that there. And was that actually Billy Corgan? Like, did he just lift that, or did he have somebody else sing it? No, that's Billy Corgan. He okay. lifted that for sure. Um, I will say that uh, alternative styles have certainly worked their way into hip hop culture nowadays. A and little I bit feel more like, than they used to. I mean, to. you're seeing Slayer shirts. You're seeing like, you know what I mean. And I know yes. a part of it's a part of it's like, well, they just look cool, and that's why they're doing it. That's why they're wearing Iron Maiden shirts because it just looks cool. Um, Kid Cudi, very, very, very much into alternative music and he, things like that. He put out a rock record. He loves music. So like. So I'm not necessarily surprised to find out that that, that not Smashing Pumpkins are an influence. No, not at all. Yeah, no, that definitely is the original hook. I mean, the song's about rage. He used that that line from a Smashing Pumpkin song, and it sounds less rage filled than when Smashing Pumpkins did it. So it seems weird to take that for a rage song and make such a down tempo record with it. Like I said, this is for the Rampage soundtrack, which is like monsters fighting each other if you don't remember the video game. So a lot of the lyrics are like, right. yo, I gotta fight this monster because he's destroying the city, but like, whatever. The world's got hope in the city where there were war Made for the pain, it's a battle I'm running toward Calm to the dawn, I'm embracing it to the core Force I like hip-hop guys that aren't all just guns, drugs, and hoes, though Like, and he's kind of always been a little something else like, He's been a little deeper, a little different And I like Cuddy for that Forced in the fight and get ready for many more And off him up from the jump I ride it up with the pump Squeeze it for the release I aim and let it dump I hear roar of a sound Filling it through the ground Mayhem in the city escaping but I'm found To rise up amongst the many with no fear Full squad we at it We finish them all clear Through the rumble we rumble Never running from trouble Keep my head on the swivel You know I'm scoring for double Searching for that release Swimming at and repeat Wash your hands of them sands And fight until we see peace It's the least we can do in the world That need the brave Know the loss can be saved Surviving the energy Days. This part's cool as you know where it's going now. Right. You know what I'm saying? You feel that build and the you know where it's gonna be. Now. You're right, I can't wait for it. 
for some reason I like it. Well, it's such a it well, really it's such work. a well-known chorus, though. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, like it's 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 everybody knows this part. I'll say this. It's better than when Jimmy Page, Puff Daddy, and all them got together for Godzilla and yeah. made that like abomination of a record. It's better than what that was. Uh. Hmm. That's new Kid Cudi. The song's called Rage. Obviously a sample there from the Smashing Pumpkins fans. I feel like I know what your vote is. Make it official for me, though. Not I really, really, really like Kid Cudi. Um, definitely one of my favorite rappers since 2000. Um, Northeast Ohio ties to him. Sure, um, yeah. do I, I don't necessarily look at that song and think, like, boy, that's going to be a smash record. But certainly he's going to make my playlist. So I'm, I'm calling that absurd. Yeah, we're in lockstep here. I don't think it's a great record. I don't think it's going to be a hit. But I did like it more than I if you would have just said to me, oh, yeah, he takes the hook from, from Smashing Pumpkins and throws it, I'd have been like, ew. And I still don't think it totally works, but for some reason, I liked it. Not a turd. Not a turd. Yay. We'll find out at this, uh, this new Joe Nichols. Billy Graham's Bible is any good after you get hooked up with this $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's LUCK to 200-200. Rock. 106.9. Okay. Um, and I have not heard this song, though. It's called Billy Graham's Bible. R.I.P. to Billy Graham. That's right. Obviously, Joe was a big fan. Must have been. Like a book on a shelf. I already like his voice. Do I know this dude from somewhere? Joe Nichols had a smash hit called Yeah. Okay. Um, you, you know what I mean? Where he starts listening to all this stuff, and he's like, you know, he just he, about how he's just agreeing with it. This whole night he meets this woman who's like really hot, and he's like just agreeing with everything she said. That was a big hit for him. Tequila makes her clothes fall off oh, okay. with Joe Nichols. That, okay. That's Tequila makes her clothes fall off is probably his biggest hit. Like a book on a shelf, taking up space. He does have a good voice, though. Like a six string in a closet, locked up in its case. It's obviously that country traditional bass voice right there, but so many of these dudes nowadays really can't sing. And I'm not trying to say, bro, country sucks. I'm just saying a lot of these dudes can't, can't sing. sing. This dude can. Yeah, no, and he it doesn't sound like he's trying to force that, right. that twang. He just has it. In a closet. Locked up in its case, I was lost and alone. Just another man. Till you finally picked me up and made me who I am. I'm like Billy Graham's Bible and that old guitar when he plays. The good Lord had a plan for them. Thank you.
know, dude. That's kind of putting yourself in rare air right there, right? Billy Graham's Bible. Right. Willie's guitar. Right. And him. And him. Like, I don't know. That's a. Now, I do. Joe Nichols once. Honestly, Joe Nichols may have may have recorded what is probably my favorite bro country song of all time called Sonny in 75. Okay. And it, dude, that is a smash. Dude, that record is so good. Sonny in 75 is so good. But yeah, that's a little lofty. A little bit. A little lofty. And me. And like, couldn't Billy Graham, if he got another Bible, wouldn't he have been fine? Was there something specific to his? I think Willie had more than one guitar, right? Right? I would imagine. Willie's so stoned, dude. Make sure there's a few of those around in case I lose one. My whole life changed when I found you. When, is he saying God or is he saying a girl? Because I'm a little bit lost in this song. Is he talking about I found I, you? I think it's probably designed for you to take away with it what it means for you. Okay. Little open end. Choose your own end. When I found you, I never dreamed I'd ever be the me that I'm turned into. That's got me out there. Well, it could be gone. Could be either, yeah. All but lying in your loving arms. I know I'm finally home like Billy Graham. Nah, it's about a woman. You're not laying in the arms of the Lord? See, no. Well, yes, you could. I, I don't know. I'm, you I'm, you, you I'm absolutely asking. could. It would say, that's like, that sounds like a weird like, way for a man to say that. But I believe, now again, I don't think he's necessarily thrusting himself in rare air. Okay. I think what he's saying is, is he's finding himself in the arms of this woman, so he's where he should be. Not that he is at the level of like Billy Graham or Willie Nelson. Okay. It's that Billy Graham's Bible found exactly where it should have been, which is Billy Graham's hands. And the guitar found exactly where it should go, which is Willie Nelson's hands. Okay. And now he is exactly where he should be, which is in her hands. And that old guitar when he plays, the good Lord had a plan for them the moment they were made. See, yeah. And here I am with you tonight. Thank God some things wind up where they're meant to be. Like Billy Graham's Bible, Willie's old guitar, and me. Joe Nichols, Billy Graham's Bible, a new Tur Tuesday brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. Phantom, give me the vote there, buddy. It's a turn. Like I said at the beginning, I definitely like that guy's voice. I think he's a good singer, but the song didn't do anything for me. I think it was kind of confusing on message, and like there was no payoff, there was no climax, there was no anything there. So I'm calling that boy boy turd. I love Joe Nichols. And he's great. He's he's capable of of, of some great songs. And I I didn't hate it. But there was nothing in it that made me like, dude, I can't, like, I'm, I'm really liking listening to this. I got to vote turd on that. 
It's a turd. That, that wasn't quite up to Joe Nichols' snuff for me. There's a band I'm excited about. I have been waiting all morning to play you this song. It's by, uh, they're called Nothing More. Song is Do You Really Want It? That's next on Rock 106. Play a song from a band called Nothing More, and they opened up for Papa Roach the other night at the Agora. I made friends with their merch guy. And uh, before the show, it even so before the doors were even open, we were just kind of like talking back and forth. He's like, "Dude, we really feel like we're the next thing to break out. Um, we're on our third record." And so then I was bartending, and I normally work in the lobby. It's like one of the it's the first bar you see when you walk through the door. And it's ironically, even though there are bars inside the vet where the show's actually going on, it is the bar people use most. I don't know why that is. It just happens to be that way. But I can still hear everything that's going on behind me because they leave the doors open. Right? And I could hear the crowd in between songs losing their minds over this band. Now, I have seen a thousand bands at the Agora. More, probably. And you can tell when something's kind of got like a growth movement happening. Right. And I also told Fantone that since Saturday night, I've listened to this band pretty much nonstop in my house and at the gym and in the car, wherever. And I have the same sort of feeling I had when I heard Linkin Park before the rest of my friends, where I was like, oh, dude, this might be a real thing here. Now, that's a high bar. I, I mean, don't, I don't think it's going to be that, okay? But I do believe that they have the ability. And when I walked into the venue and actually watched this kid sing their front man, and again, my friend Megan, who was at the show, said to me, she's like, Dan, you could just tell he feels it. Like, he feels it all. And I agree with her assessment. Like, I was, like, watching it, and it was like, he is himself impressive. They're on their third record. The album is called The Stories We Tell Ourselves. The band is nothing more, and this song is called Do You Really Want It? Cool start. Now, at the first start, I almost, I almost stopped them because I was like, it sounds too much like Hollywood Undead. Ah, I was like, okay. I was like, and so like by the end of this, I think what you're going to say is somebody took the best part of Hollywood Undead, which wasn't much, and some really good parts of Lincoln Park and smashed them together. Do you really He's not a good singer, but he sounds cool. He's a cool yeah. vocalist. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
like the sing talking is cool. Yeah. And they know. They can kind of tell, like, they're not trying to make him sing. Like, they're trying to have him be a screamer. It's what he does. Well, I mean, dude, embrace your strengths and hide your weaknesses. I think people would do better for that in their general life, let alone in producing a record. But, like, know what you're good at, know what you suck at, and and, and play to it, dude. And this this band does that. What I like about them is if you're really listening to the lyrics of this song, this kid writes about real stuff. And it's one of the things I'm going to give him a bunch of credit on, because what do we always say every week during the New Tour Tuesday like rock segment? Pray to the altar of anger. Stay away from me. Keep away from me. It's all platitude. It's all very easy. This guy's actually talking about real things. Like The chorus is, everybody wants to change the world, but one thing's clear. No one ever wants to change themselves. That's the way things are, all because we hate the buzzkill, jaded when we need to feel, but we can change it all if you really want it. That's all true. All of that is exactly what's going on in the world today, and he's actually writing about it versus just like, you know, random, like, I'm angry, stepdad, stay away. I mean, it's just it's just not paint by numbers, and that's what I like about it. I wonder if you took those same lyrics and played it over an acoustic guitar. It would be terrible. You'd be rolling your eyes like, oh my God, this sucks. Yes. Well, lyrics are that. Are, are that. Before I have Phantom vote for you, I will tell you, yeah. in my in my opinion, song's too long. Could have been shorter. I would agree there. And, uh, dude, I've, I've told Phantom all morning you should check this band out. Actually, go back a record. There's a song called Jenny on the record that came out before this that that's really good and really, really deep and about real things. This kid's writing about some interesting things, and they're a little deeper than, like, your average we're angry, Godsmack type kind of band. But Phantom, give me the vote there. Not a turd. Regardless of, of, of what they're doing lyrically, um, it was a cool song. I mean, the guy sounds cool. There's no question about that. It was high energy. So, you know, it was kind of rap rocky without being like rappy about it. Right. So I, as a whole, I'm going to say that was good stuff. And I, I will definitely check out nothing more. I, uh, I'm i a big, huge fan. So obviously, I feel like, you know, my vote is obviously not a turd. Not a turd. Yay. I cannot stop listening to that band lately. That's nothing more. Do you really want it? 
Aside from that, we're done. Teresa will get you hooked up with $1,000 at 1010 this morning. We will talk to you guys again tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. See ya. This is how much time it takes to realize the other shows suck. Thanks, science. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the god of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9.